This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Homestand Sports. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Justin Pooney, who will remind you Leaf fans, the holidays are here, so relax. relax. Not going to relax on today's show. What's next for Ilya Samsonov after getting lit up? by the Sabres. Was this the worst game of Matthew's career? And we have listener calls. Stay tuned for that. we got a lot to get to, so let's get this thing started. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Sports. Going, going with Ilya tonight in goal, just the, the decision that went into that? Well, we just, we just got to play. You know, we got to get him, we got to get him going here. So that's really it. That was Sheldon Keefe pregame before the Buffalo Sabres destroyed the Toronto Maple Leafs 9-3. Justin Pooney, the sky is falling on Toronto. But after the game, this is what Sheldon Keefe had to say about that performance. We've got to play better in front of them. Give them a chance. Give them a chance to find himself. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, he's going to do his work with Curtis, and, and uh, he's been doing his work. He's in the net. The guys in front of him need to give him a chance. How concerned are you right now about his mental state? Uh, I mean, you guys always bring out the word concern. Uh, it's, it's not the right way to frame it. You know, we need to we need to be very aware of it. We need to help him through this. All right. So first things first. Uh, that pregame clip where he was asked why is he starting Samsonov wasn't the best endorsement for a goalie who's lacking confidence. He's like, well, he's got to play, and I get what he's saying. He has to play. Maybe not anymore. We'll get into that, uh, and we'll break down both clips. But let's get into our five statements from the game, and I think we have to start, Pooney, with the goaltending. Yeah. Um, Ilya Samsonov is broken. He's battered. Um, I think it's time they do the Jack Campbell treatment and send him down to the minors. Um, I believe that what he said after the game and how he's he's broken, you know, he's not right. Um, you can't – you need to rebuild his confidence. It's kind of like – to a actually you know, maybe to a larger extent like Alec Manoa, but it might be on a grander scheme because it is the Toronto Maple Leafs. How'd that work out with Manoa? Exactly what I'm saying. I think like, well, actually not exactly what I'm saying because I we don't know yet. You're but hoping I'm, for a better result. I'm hoping for a better result. Excuse me. Yeah, but he is so broken confidence wise that he has no faith in his game that he could stop a beach ball. And that first goal that Jordan Greenway scored might have oh, been God. a beach ball and it still would have gone in. Right. Um, the body language, the uh, bad goals, the lack of confidence his team has in him, the lack of confidence his head coach has in him, Albert. It's clear as day that nobody trusts Ilya Samsonov. Nobody believes in Ilya Samsonov. And Ilya Samsonov himself doesn't even believe in himself. Uh, 3.79 goals against average. Um, it's time to just send him to the minors. Go work on your game. Don't worry about anything else. Because um, at this point, what's good is he doing? Keep on trotting him out there and then yanking him every other game, right? What good is that for the team and what good is that for the player, right? Send him down to the minors, send him away, let him work on himself, let him work on his game, let him build back his confidence back up, excuse me, and then bring him back. But at this particular moment, Albert, it is time to just let him go and work on his game, work on his confidence, and then 
Be patient with them. And when the time is right, bring them back. Because what good is it to trot out, to keep on doing this? It makes no sense. Insanity. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of that. Send him down, send him down. But then who backs up Martin Jones? What do you do then? Do you bring up Dennis Hildeby? Yeah. It's his first season in North America. He's an AHL rookie. Now you got three games coming up where Martin Jones most likely is going to play all of them. Then there's a back-to-back, so it's going to be Hildeby or Samsonov. Someone has to play in that position. Mm-hmm. There's no free agents available. We'll look at the free agents. The holiday trade freeze is upon us, so that's not going to happen. I don't think sending down Samsonov, a guy with confidence issues already, is going to help him. I think that actually might affect him even more. Look at Jack Campbell. These are two similar players in terms of confidence issues mm-hmm. and what goes on between the ears. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not insensitive to that. I understand what that guy is going through. And I feel like a lot of us can in any yeah. walk of life. You know what we do, Justin, to get in front of yeah. a camera, you put your, your neck on the line, you say things, you're open for criticism. And there are times you can come in, you're super insecure, you're not sure of yourself. And then once you get to the point where you just, you don't know who you are, you're trying to figure out if what you're doing is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's a scary place to be. Now imagine being the guy in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs in front of 20,000 people every single night and you can't stop a puck. The Jordan Greenway goal, the Tage Thompson goal. And it was clear from the Buffalo Sabres from the first play of the game that their plan was shoot anywhere on this guy. Shoot anywhere Opening draw, Sabres win it. Jeff Skinner skates into the zone, clapper right from the line. He saved it. Second shot on that, Greenway, a fall away, like a a fall away Mm. jump shot. From like the... the, the, From almost the blue line. The the top of the face-off circle. So anyway, this guy's confident in his shot. Um, My statement here is obviously Samsonov shouldn't start again for the Maple Leafs, but he's not going anywhere because there's no options behind that. You have to go Martin Jones, obviously. You got a couple games here. Then you got a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. The Friday is in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I know Columbus can score some goals now, but... Out of all the games to start him coming up, maybe it's against Columbus and it's the last chance. But there's no other option. I don't think bringing in Hildeby is the option. I don't think bringing in Halak from free agency, a guy who was called up on a PTO to Carolina, and Carolina needs goaltending, and they said no. Uh Mike Smith is 41. He's been on his couch. I don't know what he's doing. And look at the rest of the goalies. There's nothing there. Justin, it's it's Jones and it's Samson off until Wall comes back in probably February. This is a problem that cannot be solved in the short term. It can be solved. You can you can do something. How do you solve it? Either you send him down or you will bring in another goalie from whether it's a free agent. But do you, hold on. Do you truly believe that if you send him down, that Samsonov in the way that he is right now is going to figure out his game? Honestly, I I think here's the thing with him not having to talk to the media every single day and it being out of that spotlight under the Toronto Maple Leafs umbrella that could help a guy. Right, just being know. away from all the noise, tr- all the chatter. Sorry to cut you off, but this is the Toronto market. Imagine the media at Marley's games now. That's not going to end. I understand but, that. And the Leafs should—they should, they should at, at times protect him from the media. Yeah. When he got that shutout against Nashville, right, and that we'll talk about the players in front of him that game. They protected him in that game. They didn't do that against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But after that game, uh, Samsonov wasn't made available to the media. But after the Sabres game, he was, which I found really strange. Why would you? Why would you put him in that position? You would have to think the player wanted to talk to the media. Sometimes when that's some, true, you want to get yeah, ahead of it and be point. accountable and stuff like yeah. that. But I just think, like, what other option? Like, what good is it to have a guy who has basically is shot, right? Like he is done. Like there is no confidence whatsoever in him. What use is it to keep on bringing him out there and kind of you're, Sheldon? What Sheldon Keefe said pregame, right? Is the the entire like theme and the attitude of the entire team? Well, he has to play. 
right? Not that we want him to play. Not that we trust him. Not that we believe in him. It's he has to play, right? Imagine a goalie hearing that from your head coach. That's why. Why would Keith do that? Like, as a and look, I talked before. I I like when Sheldon Keith, you know, stands on business like that, and you know speaks the truth and you know kind of gets on his players a little bit but you also have to understand that certain players are handled different ways especially a goalie who's already you know dealing with a whole lot of confidence issues to just kind of pile on top of him i don't know if that was the right way and it i don't know yeah. Albert, I this think... makes me question keith's like man management honestly you know you have a goaltender who has difficulty in terms of uh, the mental aspect of the yeah. game. After the game, this is what Samsonov said. He goes, it's tough right now. I need to figure out everything in my head. It's not about technique. It's not about nothing. Just in the head. Just about mental spot. So if you know that, as the coach, yeah. when you ask, why is Samsonov playing? Don't say, oh, he has to play. Say, no, listen, he was our number one guy last year. He kept us in tons of games. He outplayed Andre Vasilevsky in the playoffs Thank last you. year. Why not say right? those things? Even if you don't truly believe it right now, you got to give this guy some sort of boost because yeah. the players on the ice in front of him didn't do that last night. It was an absolute joke. Like, they quit. The fact that you go to Buffalo, and it's always a tough game in Buffalo, and I think uh, Joe Bowen calls it the little house of horrors for the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Leafs house of horrors, and it's true. For whatever reason, they go there, and Buffalo gets a, a, a bit of a jump too, right, because you have so many Leafs fans in the crowd, and they want to they wanna smash the Leafs. That's the rivalry. You know that's happening. You're putting him into a tough spot. Give him a little bit of boost. Don't say that. You think Samsonov didn't hear that? Yeah, no. Look, what the hell are you doing? Well, the other thing is... And, sorry, this is not on Keith, but I'm saying you got to be better managing your players. Mm -hmm. you got to understand each player deserves uh, attention in different ways. You also know this. Buffalo got smacked on Tuesday night. The, like, they, smacked. They got nine tossed they got them. Yeah, and you knew they were going to come out heavy. They were going to come out fast. They were going to yeah. come out hard to send a message, right? The Leafs, as a team, did not help Samsonov weather that storm whatsoever, right? That first period was back and forth, goals everywhere. It was shinny. But it was shinny. Yeah, it was a Sunday skate, right? And when I think about it, if you know as a team that, hey, look, this our goalie is you know dealing with some confidence issues, it's your time to pick him up. Not have him pick you up. You got to pick right. him up and do everything possible to make sure his night is as easy as possible. The Toronto Maple Leafs didn't do that with Samsonov and that. And hell, they didn't do it with Martin Jones in that either because he didn't look any That's better at all. So point. when I think about the situation, Albert, is I think the goalie situation might be more dire than the defense situation right now for the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Right? So I, as of right now, the Leafs, all they need to win the Stanley Cup is another goalie, two and defensemen, maybe another center and another winger. Exactly. Not that far off, eh, yeah, Not that far. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if I'm Brad Tree, I don't care if it's Anti Ranta, Mike Smith, whoever. Make a trade, whoever. Bring somebody in, right? You you see in the NHL what having a is, good man. goalie tandem does for you. Again, not to bring up the Canucks, but look, what did they do in the offseason? They brought in Casey DeSmith from Pittsburgh, who is more of a tandem goalie, a guy who can be like a 1B to a 1A. But because you have a guy like Thatcher Demko who can eat up 60 games, you have a really solid tandem. You have a, you know, a team like LA. Look at LA. I think LA is a team that, kind of like the Leafs, is built to win, but they don't have really any sustainable goaltending, right? And they when, just lost one. And they just lost another goalie, right? So when I look at the Leafs and I look at teams like LA, yes, you don't need to spend a nine seven ten million dollars on a goalie but the mentality of those goalies is so important Connor Hellbuck got shelled I think last week seven goals or something post game they asked him how was your night what do you think 
He didn't say anything that he has just so much confidence in himself. He's like, oh, I felt good. Just to puck it and bounce my way. Brushed it off onto the next one. And I'm not saying that Elias Samsonov has to have that mentality because I completely understand that he's you know had a rough, rough start to the season and it's tough for him. But the team needs to realize that and pick him up. There, This is a, a band of brothers they talk about when you want to win. Well, help your brother out, pick right. him up and help him get his confidence back. And they haven't done that. And that's why I think it's time for him to just Go away, work on your game, work on your confidence, and then come back when the time is right. And this, even if, if Keith were to boost him and the players were to boost him, try to at least try to boost his confidence, it doesn't mean he would have won and things would have changed. When it comes down to the mental situation, everything is just outside noise, right? Yeah. Everyone knows how that feels. You can say, oh, just feel better, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. But to you internally, like your world is collapsing. I think that's what's happening to Ilya Samsonov. I don't want to be insensitive, but that's just that's just the situation. And I think at the moment, he shouldn't play for the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore, but he will. And if you're going out trying to find a goalie in the goalie market, the Leafs aren't the only team. Carolina, Edmonton. LA, Edmonton, New Jersey. So if you want a goalie, John Gibson is being thrown out there, you're going to have to pay. And they need to pay for other things in this organization. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break, uh, maybe get a bit more positive. We'll talk about Austin Matthews. Then maybe go negative again because I have a I have a bone to pick with Sheldon Keefe. Disappointing. I think uh, embarrassment is probably the right word to use. Um, just from start to finish, top to bottom, not uh, not nearly good enough. Um, you know, just a bad hockey game from our team tonight. No, there's really no excuse. There's no uh, pinpointing the blame on uh, one specific individual. I think just collectively, um, probably one of the worst games uh, since I've been been here. So that was Austin Matthews saying one of the worst games collectively since he's been here. Hard to disagree, but also hard to disagree that he probably was the Toronto Maple Leafs best player. I mean, that's a given on every night. He's been yeah. the best player. Well, especially last night. Yeah, but We're a game filled with negatives. There was yeah. one, uh, one small silver glimmering, lining. shimmering light. Yeah, small silver line. But yeah. look, man, like Aaron Rodgers said a couple years ago, Green Bay, R E L A X. Sky's not falling. It's Christmas in a couple days. Take a breather. Drink some eggnog. You know, <sighs> sit in front of the Christmas tree. Watch Home Alone one. Watch Home Alone two. Watch Santa Claus. Watch Die Hard. Watch whatever you want to watch. Right. Relax. Take a deep breath. Exhale. <sighs> It's going to be okay, guys. It's one freaking game. I needed that. Thank Relax. You. Thank you. Okay? Yes, we went 12 minutes <laughs> the first block, ripping into the goalie situation. But hold How on. D- we, but we didn't go, like, completely scorch earth. No, we didn't. We you didn't. have to kind of get but into that. But there's a lot of people out there in Leafs Twitter land and Leafs fans oh, that are dude, saying that, bad. you know, this is it. The sky's falling. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> uh, you know, forget Santa Claus. Ah, oh, man, the Leafs lost 9-3 to Buffalo on a Thursday night on, what was it, December 21st. Relax. It's okay. Your world isn't over yet. Okay, the world ends in April when they lose in the first round of Game Seven once again. That's a worse situation <laughs> when they lose when they blow a three-one series lead to the Montreal Canadiens, or when they lose in Game Seven to Tampa Bay. Right. That's the worst situation that could possibly or happen Columbus. again. Or Columbus, or Boston, or Boston, or Washington, <laughs> or Florida, or Florida. That's the worst situation right now. Not a loss to Buffalo in December. It's fine. You will be fine. The Leafs are second in the division. It's okay. Right, so again, I know people want to take that Austin Matthews clip and be like, "Oh my God, ah, ah, ah." It's okay. No lies were told. No lies were told, though. It was embarrassing, right? But the worst performance since he's been there, no, brother. The worst performance you were there was when you blew that three-one series lead to Montreal. That was the worst performance. 
He's talking about individually. One game. If you were to rank them, I'm sure you'd say Montreal. Oh, that Columbus, game seven. That game there. seven against Montreal at home was, was pretty, pretty bad. bad so. This was, but this was. I think what he means by that is that it it was a collective quit, which is so sad, dude. You're out there, you know, and I don't want to harp on this again, but you got the guy who needs more protection than anyone else in net. You don't do it. And then Martin Jones, who's been good, a guy you have confidence in, he comes in and it's just like, oh, well, we're losing anyway, so let this guy get shelled too. It's a bad look from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's a classic, so cliche, but classic trap game, right? Look at the teams that they've lost to. We talked about this mm-hmm. before we came in here. Buffalo, Chicago twice, the Senators, Columbus put six on them. So for whatever reason, they, they can't get up to play these other teams, right. but they can to play you know the top teams in the league. And, and that, that's, that's just not going to work. And that's just not the sign of a good team. Listen, right? Stanley Cup winning teams. Or a Stanley Cup winning teams. Stanley season. Cup winning teams don't get nine dropped on them. Yeah. I went back to last season and I was looking at Vegas. They got seven dropped on them a couple of times. Dallas had six or seven. Uh, Florida and uh, who else am I missing? There was one more team I was looking at. Carolina. Mm-hmm. None of those teams had nine dropped on them. That's not a clear indication that you're not going to make the Stanley Cup final. You're not a Stanley Cup winning team. But it just does not happen. Now this next game for the Leafs, like they're, I want to see what, what happens here. I want to see how they're going to play, how they're going to respond to this. You would expect them to respond well. If they don't score. But if they, they don't, that's a serious issue. Albert, if they don't come out guns a-blazing. They got to kill them. If they don't score four goals in the first period or have 20 shots in the first period, yeah, uh, something needs to be done. Man. Yeah, they got Columbus you, on Saturday. You night. cannot go into Columbus on a Saturday night after you what just happened in Buffalo and not show up again and be ready to start again. You know what they did? They did the type of start they need to have is the type they had against the Rangers on uh, last week, right? Come out there and just take control of the game. This is a Columbus team that was up 5 nothing. That choked the five nothing lead away, but still won an overtime. Yeah. So look, you have to send a message. You have to bounce back, and it's up to Sheldon Keith. It's up to the players to take control of this game. Okay, uh, quickly, we kind of got off track there, but you want to talk about Matthews and like how well he played? We didn't really touch on that. You want to talk about that? Well, we can both talk. Well, uh, look, listen, look. six game goal streak. He's got twelve goals, fifteen points in his last eight. I thought the goal he scored was a beauty. He clearly mm-hmm. intended to get it on net. But I just like the shifting along the boards. He just—he's a super confident guy right now. He's looking like the best goal scorer in the world. This talking. is this is this is a recording. But we had to bring out one positive from that game. Uh, one thing I had a problem with statement: uh, Sheldon Keith needs to relax with shuffling these defensive pairs. Oof. I don't know in Oof. what world Timothy Logren is a top pair defenseman. There's no way he should be with Morgan Riley. Do you know how many assists Logren has this season? One, one oh. assist. I know he's been injured, but that's not good enough. Then you put Brody. With with Jake McCabe, that pairing clearly doesn't work. Then your bottom pair, Lagason sits out, but mm-hmm. then you have Connor Timmins and Benoit. Connor Timmins, okay, offensively, he adds some production. Some. Defensively, he's a liability. He's an AHL defenseman. <laughs> I just don't understand some of these selections. You you know that Riley and Brody, for the most part, right. work well. We've seen McCabe right now uh, playing with, with Lilgren, and that's pretty decent. If he plays on his offside, McCabe, he's a good defenseman. And that looks good. What's the point of changing? Especially when you're bringing in a goalie who needs the best defensive effort that you've put out this season on the ice that night. And you decide to shuffle. I just think, how long is it going to take you to figure out what pairings work and, and what lines work together? I mean, enough with the chopping and changing. But you have to chop and change the defense. Every, because, it feels who, like it's every other game. But it's going to be like that because the quality of defensemen they have aren't good. But if you're limited in defensemen and you have somewhat of a couple pairings that work, why would you change it now? Why would you tweak when you're missing key guys? Because you see defensive errors in other games and you're trying to want to get something else. You you have to do it you out. You saw it. Did, did, did 
Lil Gwyn and Riley work. No. No. Brody and McCabe, no. No. Timmons and Benoit were an absolute disaster. Look. Yeah, you can't put Timmons and they Benoit. Need, sorry, they need I will agree with that. Now. Timmons no. and Benoit on the same pair. No, that does like, not work. That's a dumpster fire waiting to happen. That's a six-car crash waiting to happen on yeah. the 401 on a Friday afternoon. How many it's defensemen not going to be need, good? Honestly, do they need one or two? I think I they say, need can two. Can I say three? Three. I think, look. The They're getting league. Giordano back. But is Giordano the savior? Well, if 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 you get if you get okay a top pairing guy or a guy who right. can play at least in the top four, right. that's one. And maybe another guy, let's say, is a second pairing guy, and you put Jordan so on the third two top four. You need two top four guys. I think you might need two top four guys. Really? I don't know how, how they gonna, do that. I don't know. You're not going to get two but, top four defensemen this year. But that's what they need, though. Then you're going to – you better hope you're nice, and Santa gives you, like, something nice. Got to give could. props to Brad Living. I've done it before, but it looks like maybe the best offseason move was not signing Samson off to an extension. And just giving him the one year, right? Ah, but he gave Imagine three. how that would look uh, right now but, if you gave him, let's say, three years at four per – It'd be a disaster. Well, it'd be Ryan Reeves. It'd be John Klingberg. But it, that wasn't the case. So now we were, we're thanking him for not signing a goalie. Well, I think it was a smart decision to take him arbitration. With, that's all I'm saying. In hindsight now, it's In smart, hindsight, obviously. Um, what are they going to do next year? Yeah, that's I know. A situation. I know. That's a whole other situation. Okay, let's wrap up this segment quickly. You want to touch on the third line, which this is a bit of a crazy take, but I want to hear it. No, man. Once again, Max Domi scored. Bro, that line of Yarncrow. What a snip that was, though. Domi. Yeah, it was a nice shot. Nice goal, all that. But that line of... Yarncrow, Domi, and Robertson should never play together ever again. That was a horrible line. Horrible. They looked horrible last night. I, Not I, just them, though. The whole team looked horrible. For the most part, that's been a decent line. They found something there. Domi playing through the yeah. middle with some speedy Robertson players Robertson was a him. minus two. Yeah. Domi was what? A... Everybody was a minus outside minus, of the Domi was a minus four. Yeah. A minus four. And he scored a goal. Just an easy... He scored a goal and he just, was a minus four. Just a simple dash four. You know who was the best line last night? <laughs> Which line? The fourth line. The best line. And that, that I mean that's saying a lot. Yeah. But everyone was dash something, except I think Nylander was a zero and I think Nyes was a zero, right? Uh yes. There's two correct. guys. So hey, listen, kudos. Nyes and Nylander. Connor Timmons and Max Domi led the way both minus four. Oh, Connor Timmons, dude. <laughs> There's too many, too many he's coughing up the puck in the neutral zone. So what happened the whole team, the goals, it was man. like breakdown after breakdown. It was a sad display for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was. Um, okay, that's enough about that game. Uh they're back on Saturday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll see what happens when they respond. But coming up in the next segment, we have a special segment. We had some of our listeners send in some voice notes, some voicemails. About the Toronto Maple Leafs, there's some questions, there's some opinions. I haven't listened to all of them, but we'll play them in the next segment. All right, let's get to some listener calls. Not actually calls. These are all pre-recorded. They sent in voice notes uh, or voicemails, whatever you want to call them. And we have a bunch of them here. The first one we have, uh, let's run it. It's from Stevie. He's got a Leafs question. Mm, Stevie. What's up, guys? This is Stevie Z calling in. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the pod. So I actually had a different question prepared until I saw that horrendous Leaf Sabres game last night. Uh, my first question is, why would you not ride Martin Jones until Christmas time? Like, especially putting Sammy in that against the motivated team who just lost by nine to Columbus. Uh, and secondly, I'm wondering, in terms of the mindset of Samsonov, is there any one thing you can point to from the time he beat the Lightning till now that has caused his play to sink? And do you think it has anything to do with Joseph Wall? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, let's start. Let's. I'll answer the second part, the Samsonov part. Right. I think it went bad probably at the start of the season when he didn't get a contract extension. 
right? I think that that affects guys, right? I think when he had to go to arbitration, and then you know when things in arbitration get kind of hairy and dicey, where they say certain things about you, they don't really believe in you, yada yada yada. Uh, that might have affected him because he has not gone off to the gate hot at all. He hasn't started the season off well at all. Uh, so I think that leads back to that. I said the last, earlier this week, ride Joe. Uh, sorry, ride Martin, Martin Jones until the wheels fall off, and. Once the wheels fall off, then oh well, figure something else out, right? Um, the first part of the question was uh, the what was the first. Yeah, part? why not go with Jones until the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you got Columbus Saturday night. Jones will start. Mm-hmm. Then there's a, the Christmas break. Then the 27th, it's Ottawa. That's Jones again. Yeah. The Friday and the Saturday after that, you go into Columbus and then Carolina at home on Saturday. It's a back to back. Someone's gonna have to play, other than Martin Jones. So I think Jones plays Columbus, Ottawa. And then Samsonov probably gets Columbus in Columbus. Not great, mm-hmm. but I think that's what happens. And then in Carolina on Saturday night, it's Martin Jones. Like, like I, there, we talked about this in the in the first segment. There's what can you do with Samsonov? You're not going to bring up Hildeby. It's not going to happen. There's no free agent out never there. Say worth, never. I never say never. I, I don't think it should happen. Play Samsonov one more time, see what happens, and then go from there. And then if you got to dip into the market, you got to dip into the market. In terms of like his, why his confidence is shot, let's not forget, this has been happening since his time in Washington. Mm-hmm. He was talking about men- mental issues or having mental issues mm-hmm. uh, while he's playing. Uh, and you know what? The arbitration thing, I think you're bang on, Justin. I think that had a lot to do with it. Imagine going to arbitration and his team is asking for this much and Tree Living and, and Shannon are saying, well, no, you're not good enough for that. If you're telling a guy who's who's weak, for, you know, maybe a better word for that, but who's weak mentally, that's really going to hurt his confidence and he's going to feel even more insecurity. So I think the arbitration process probably hurt that. Joseph Wall stepping up and being a mm-hmm. legitimate goaltender hurt that. So I think a lot of things contributed to Samsonov's downfall. And hopefully he turns it around, but unlikely. Hopefully. Okay, next question is from Andrew. Hi. I'm a bit of a Hall of Fame junkie. Uh, so when I think about the current Leafs, they've got a lot of guys who are potential or even probable Hall of Famers. Who would you consider to be the surest bets of current Leafs to eventually be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? And give me the percentage chance you think that they'll get in. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. That's an interesting question. Uh, I think now my Hall of Fame standards are higher than the rest. I go. think uh, the Hall of Fame, it ruins its luster when you let jabronis in and nobody's <laughs> into so the Hall stupid. of Fame. I mean, look at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Everybody and their mother gets into the Basketball the Hall basketball of Fame. The Basketball Hall of Fame is like the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can get in. <laughs> Mike Tyson's a two-time WWE Hall of Fame. Donald Trump is a Hall of Fame. Whatever that means. Yeah, but um, I think... Austin Matthews on this current projection and pace is a certified Hall of Famer. Um, I think John Tavares will probably get into the Hall of Fame with his 1,000 hollow points. He's probably give, – give give John Tavares a percentage because I think it's close to 80%. I was going to say like 65%. Like if you score 1,000 points and and less less than yeah. 100 players have – or less than 100 players have done it, he was the 90th player to do yeah. it. I mean, that's that's pretty elite territory. I, I, I honestly think it's just – it's just Matthews and Tavares at this particular moment. I don't see Nylander being a Hall of Fame player. I don't see Marner being a Hall of Fame player. Um, I would say Matthews right now in his current projection, uh, probably, you know, there's a good chance. Like, I think he's got you know, a 70 75% chance to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. St- I mean, he's still got a lot to go. He's but still in got terms a lot of the to go, standards but, of the Hall yeah. of Fame, 
I mean, I'm trying to look anywhere else on this team. I mean, I think it's those two only. Matt Murray's got a couple. Matt Murray's not sniffing the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Jake Muzzin's got a cup. I'm no. just going guys with cups. I know it's not happening. Yeah, I'd go if I'm ranking them. Tavares probably gonna end up being Matthews. Um, that's kind of it. it, man. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. tough question. Uh, the next one we got uh, best leaf outside the core four. I think this is from Sean. Hey there, Alan, uh, Justin. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, was wondering uh, which uh, leaf outside the core four has really impressed you the most this year, and uh, which one will have the biggest uh, second half of the season. I'll hang up and listen. That sounds like a fake accent, but thank you. We Is he from Minnesota? It. Yeah, you're from Minnesota. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, you want to go first on that one? So, best player outside the core four? Yeah. Morgan Riley? not in the core four he's just he's on the cusp of core four I would say Morgan Riley to me and this season best players I'm probably looking at Joseph Wall I know he's hurt I'd probably go Joseph Wall and Morgan Riley after Austin Matthews no you're not gonna go Max Domi your your favorite come on let's be real Morgan um, Riley's been fantastic since the playoffs we gotta give him his love and he's playing what 24 25 minutes a game I'm gonna go Cal Yarncroft that's a good shout. He's, he's been, been good. He's, he's the he's, fixer. He's plus 11. He's got eight goals, nine assists, 17 points, averages 15 minutes a game, kind of does everything for the Leafs. I'll go Cal Yonkro. You know who else is up there? Move up and down the lineup. I'll go Cal Matthew Nice. What do you think Matthew Nice's trade value is right now? What would you? What would the Leafs get for Matthew Nice? Hmm. Is he worth a first? No. No, I don't think so. Um, and he's shown that he can play on the top line. He's shown that, but you take you put him and take, stay and stay on the top line. You take him away from Nylander, Marner, Matthews. What is he, right? So in know. the playoffs, you can put him in the category of maybe top five Leafs. The last playoffs, last playoff yeah, series. I guess. Look, for a guy he's who got just value. came to the league, yeah. look, I'd say Nyes is a guy that you would add to a trade uh, for like a, a, a like say if you were trying to acquire a star or a, or a top four defenseman from a playoff caliber team or you know a rebuilding team. Uh, that would be like their centerpiece they would want. Like a young player that can play f- for them for a while. It's under, you know, c- control for a while. Yeah. Um, Package him with a pick or a prospect. So I'm saying nice. Bobby McCann, nice, Marner though. to uh, Philly. You can't get Rasmus nice. Ristolainen. Come on, get out of here. The ra- we Bobby Brink. On. All right, we got another question. This is from Mason, and it's directed towards Justin Pooney. Oh, wow. Boys, I got a question. Who does Justin Pooney hate more? Brock Purdy or the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh, wow. Brock Purdy or the Toronto Maple Leafs? Who That's do you a hate really more? good question. Who do I hate more, Brock Maybe Purdy? Maybe you should give some context because yeah, okay, for whatever so reason, Justin Pooney hates, hates Brock Purdy. Context-wise, Seattle Seahawks fan, diehard Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, San Francisco 49ers are obviously in the NFC West, same division as Seattle Seahawks. So you grow to hate them because you play them so many times in the regular season and playoffs. Um I just think Brock Purdy is absolutely overrated. I think that if you put any capable starting quarterback in the NFL on the San Francisco 49ers, they could do what he's doing. Hell, Tua in Miami is doing the exact same thing, but he's not getting any love just because Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft and got lucky to be with Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams, number Lance? one defense. Trey Lance not really got a chance to play because he broke his leg okay. on the second play. I'll so let's I'll give you that. Let's pump the brakes All on right. that um as for the toronto maple leafs i don't know if you guys saw this on twitter circulating uh the toronto maple leafs are like one of the most hated teams across all fan bases <laughs> but that's right? not like breaking news yeah though. but look so growing up in vancouver like you get the leafs shoved down your throat all the time like 
Like, think about it. Like, when you're sick and you don't want to take medicine, your mom's, like, shoving it down your throat because you have to take it. That's what the Toronto Maple Leafs are. <laughs> the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are basically Buckleys. They look awful. They probably taste awful. Uh, but sometimes it works for ratings-wise in this country. And as I got older, I kind of realized that. But wow. um, who do I hate more? At this particular you juncture... You don't hate the Leafs as much as you At say. this particular juncture, I would say Brock Purdy. But come playoff time, I hate the Leafs and I hate their fans with a great passion. Which I I don't believe. Listen, Brock Purdy is not overrated. If anything, he's underrated. Underrated? He was, he was the last pick. He's, you're falling into the propaganda. It's not you're propaganda. falling into the it's propaganda. It's a good story. You're it's falling into story. the propaganda. What's not a good story is what happened to the Leafs last night. Yeah. Okay, this last one is titled Rosemead Avenue. Every year, every year, we start the seasons too happy, everybody. We're going to win Stanley Cups. I don't fucking believe we have two goalies not play the beer leagues, if not even make the beer leagues teams. But every year, every uh, year, never win nothing. I have diabetes. I have all kinds of diseases. I know if Toronto Maple Leafs win Stanley Cup, I fix everything. I'm good to go. Take me now. <laughs> no question, dude, but I love the passion. Don't you love the passion there, Justin? He has diabetes. He doesn't care. He wants the Leafs to win. That's that's Leafs fans, man. They just want the Leafs oh, to win. They don't to, understand how this keeps happening. Shout out to Rosemead Avenue for shout that. Shout out to Rosemead Avenue, um, man. We love that stuff. Yeah, look. Uh, oh, man. I, can, I can't sympathize. I'm not a Leafs fan, but as a Canucks fan, you know, I do hope that they do something. What? You do hope that they what? They do something. I don't know if they win the cup, but I hope they, you know, they bring Imagine, you some joy. Hey, if they win the cup, I'm taking you down. We're going downtown. All right, thanks for listening. That's it from us at Homestand Sports. We'll be dropping episodes throughout the week, so keep your eyes peeled for that. You can find Homestand Sports anywhere you download your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney, and this has been Homestand Sports. <laughs>